I saw this use case scammer modeled a parent's child's voice. And then they called the parent and was like, I'm in trouble, I need you to send me money. We're going to see those unfortunate use cases of people yeah. abusing the technology and it will get worse before it gets better. Multiple seven-figure businesses specializing in tech and is an AI specialist and strategist helping businesses all over adopt this technology. My friend, Mr. Joe Carter III. AI is this ever-evolving, ever-learning knowledge base. It is one way to say it. There's so many ways to explain it. Yes, AI will replace a lot of jobs, but it's going to create more. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? 18-year-old self, I would say... Welcome to the Dream Out Loud family, where young entrepreneurs come to learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan T. Nelson, a former carpenter who created financial freedom by the age of 23 and have since spent my time traveling around the world living my dream life, inspiring, educating, and teaching other young people how they can do the same. Each and every week, I'll bring you the most epic guests who are going to share their stories, wisdom, tips and tricks on how they've been able to create a life by design. Here at Dream Out Loud, we're committed to helping inspire and educate you to be able to execute your full potential. Today's guest has multiple seven-figure businesses specializing in tech and is an AI specialist and strategist helping businesses all over adopt this technology and amplify using amplify their businesses using it. With a background in virtual reality work for nearly a decade, he's become obsessed with AI and how it can be utilized for the everyday person today and sees it as the future. He specializes in helping in advertising brands, experts, and social impact organizations maximize their growth using content and technology. So please... Help me welcome the guy who went from making mixtapes in high school and selling his music to his school friends to now mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people through his Fast Foundations Mastermind to explode their businesses using the power of artificial intelligence, my friend, Mr. Joe Carter III. Thanks for having me, Morgan. I appreciate you, man. Mate, I'm fired up for this conversation um, because AI is like this hot topic right now and I was listening to you on another podcast the other day. I was like, man, this guy is just obsessed on it. And I see on your Instagram, like every day you're like putting out new AI you need to look at. And like, I, I really don't know anyone who's sort of like staying ahead of it like you. So I'm, I'm super excited for this. Um, so please, for anyone, I was literally having a conversation with somebody the other day. And I said, hey guys, do you use chat GTP? And they're like, what's that? I'm like, what do you mean? What's that? So for the people who are still yet, you know, maybe they've been living under a rock for the last few months. Can you explain what is artificial intelligence and what are like some of the most common ones that people may be familiar with, like ChatGTP? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's nobody's fault. If if you feel like you don't know where to start, you are unsure about, okay, I, I hear about these terms on the news or from a friend or over coffee or dinner because it's wildly, it, it's it's the most... It's the most impressive, fast-paced, ever-evolving piece of technology that we've gotten probably since the personal computer. And we're all trying to make sense of it. We're all trying to figure out what do we do with this. So AI is, is a hard one to explain. 
because it's intelligence, which is artificial. So you, you can explain intelligence as a human, which is you love something, you study it, you, you become an expert in it, you start teaching it, you're, you're known for it, right? But when there's this artificial layer, well, what does that mean? <laughs> how, how, does, how does an artificial knowledge base have intelligence? So we, we just kind of get stuck with like, okay, I'm just, I, I don't know what that means, so I'm not going to make sense of it. But the way I like to explain AI is it's, it's an ever-evolving, ever-learning knowledge base that doesn't require as strict parameters as we think it used to when it comes to having knowledge on the internet. Example, everybody who's listening to this has used a Google product at one point in their life. Google is the best in the world at providing the answer to a question. If you ask it, who won the FIFA World Cup you know, last year? It's going to know that answer because there was an article online, there was a knowledge set, they indexed it, they found it, and they returned that to you. That's great. But AI is this level above that. AI has the ability to make sense of that data. It doesn't have to just be in text form. It could be in image form. It could be in video form. It could be in mixed reality form. And one piece of data can transfer to another piece of data to give you more context about how that can all come together. And it doesn't have to require hiring a developer. You don't have to be someone that's super involved in technology to make sense of it because it's starting to become more of a household name. And that's where ChatGPT comes in. Last November of 2022, the startup, uh, which is, is a seven-year-old overnight success, if I can just add that. OpenAI right. didn't just create it and throw it out there. And we were like, wow, this is awesome. And now they're the fastest growing startup you know, ever in terms of user saturation. But they've been working on this for years and years and years and training it and giving it tests and putting it through rigorous different modeling and all these things to try to make sense of it. And they did an incredible job. They did it so well that we still can't quite comprehend it because they took us from this, this knowledge of the internet that we knew and they gave us this utility that we're like, well, where, the, where do I start? How do, what do I do with this? So AI is this ever-evolving, ever-learning knowledge base it is one way to say it. There's so many ways to explain it. But ChatGPT is a way of working with it. And the coolest single thing about ChatGPT is you don't need to have experience using it. There's no user manual. You don't have to ask it anything in a certain way. You just have a conversation with a chat box. And the more you ask it questions, the more it'll flex and change and, and morph and give you the answers that you're looking for. So it's just a different way to fundamentally think of data. And now we're starting to find ways to actually do something with it. And that's where my healthy obsession with AI comes in because I love the potential. I love seeing exactly what it's doing for businesses and humanity. Even my daughters, I have a 12 year old and an 11 year old, and I've, I've, I'm showing them how to use ChatGPT and all these different sites because they will be using this in their life now. No questions mm -hmm. asked whatsoever. They're still going to use Google. But when I showed them how they can get the information they want in a different way, it was fascinating to see that through my daughter's eyes because they're not, they're not stuck in the bias of that we, we're, we're thinking in status quo. This is how we search. So mm -hmm. I could jam out about this, you know, for a long time. We've got yeah. some time on the pod here, but 
that's the way that I like to best explain it is we, AI is always going to evolve because the more we use it, the better it gets. That's the artificial intelligence piece of it. And now we have this opportunity and a responsibility to figure out what we're going to do with it and do it in, with an ethical way to actually add more value to humanity. So how how can, let, let's dive into this, I want to dive into like two types of people. How can the everyday person that doesn't have a business or probably whoever's listening to this probably either does have a business or is wanting to start a business, but how can the everyday person utilize AI and like, why should they even bother listening to it or like paying attention to it? And then let's talk about in the business sense. Yeah. So there, there are so many ways that we can work with the data that we know on the internet. First of all, if you just need to find the answer to a question, you go to Google, you, you type in the question, you get the answer. But it's a, very, it, it's, it's a very call and repeat type of process. You give it a question, it gives you an answer. And not just an answer, but a series of answers. It's up to you to decide what that answer actually should be. Do I want the first result? Do I want the paid result? Do I want the one that I'm getting retargeted from? Do I want the personalized result because Google knows about me? Or do I want these? If it's not on there, do I actually, you know, and we're, we're stuck with this paradox of choice where we're like, okay, I just need the answer to this question, but I have all of these options in front of me. Now, that was great for the past what decade that's exactly what we needed but now there's this new way of of working with data we can just go to something like chat gpt for example again in this in this one example and we can ask the same question but we're going to get an answer and we can trust that it's taken all those data points and it's put it all together in one package for us but now we can say you know what explain that answer to me like i'm five years old and it will and then we can say, give me an analogy for how this makes sense in my everyday life. And it will. And then we can say, translate, translate this into Portuguese. And it will. And then we can say, by the way, cite your sources and only give me the answer based off of when you, when you know you found it with uh, .edu, uh, .gov site. Correlate it with this information. Now act as an actual expert in this field and re-explain it to me in a more authoritative stance, and it will. And you just keep pulling back these layers of ways that you can make sense of this data. And, and that's the applied sense of how you can work specifically with, for example, in this case, ChatGPT, a large language model. They're called LLMs. Mm. And you don't have to own a business to yield benefit from data like that. That's the most important thing. So here's a great example. My wife is uh, is an auditor. She works with a lot of finances. She works with city governments, and uh, she makes sense of of different cities' data. Well, she was auditing uh, one of the one of the cities, and based off of the numbers that she had to make sense of, it all related to what was written in a contract. So, you know, if the person was liable, then they owed money. If they weren't liable, they received money. It was one of those kind of just weird situations that she was trying to figure out. And she called me in and she's like, okay, can you read this? And like, I'm just stuck. I'm like, I don't know how to read this. And by the way, my wife has a, a major in contract law. And she was still just like, I can't make sense of this contract. It was written so horribly. And I read it and I was like, I got nothing. <laughs> so I was like, well, how about I show you how we can have AI help us. And she's like, oh yeah, you've been meaning to show me that thing, right? The AI thing. It's great. If anybody's watching on video, I'm doing yeah. the, the the air quotes. 
So I showed her how we opened ChatGPT and I said, and I basically, I, I, I prompted her, I, I gave her coaching on how to work with the prompts. So I said, act as an expert attorney who understands contract law and learn the following paragraphs from a contract, copy, paste. It said, okay, got it. So then I had her ask the question, in this case, is the so-and-so liable if, and then put in the condition. And it thought about it for a minute and it said, yes, in this case, the person is liable for these reasons. And it rewrote the, the knowledge of it and it explained it. And then I had her even challenge it. So I, I showed her how I was like, critique your answer and find any opportunity that this could be wrong. And it said, in the rare event that the client was referenced as this, they could be, but in this case, it wasn't like it self-critiqued itself. I don't know how else to say wow. that. So again, she didn't, she wasn't the business owner. It wasn't about like she was doing a proposal or she was engaged or something. She was, she's an employee. She had a job. She used a tool to figure out what she needed. And she was just like, wow. Like that, that was the first light bulb moment for her because it wasn't about marketing and making more money and finding more clients and personalizing anything. She needed a hammer. She got a hammer. She hit the nail in. Right. And then she was able to show that to her boss and her boss was like, what did you, what did I just witness? Right. So yes, there's so many ways that we can apply it to our business, but we also can just use it to make our lives better with whatever yeah. we have in front of us. And I could go on and on with examples because we <clears> start to now think, how can this example apply in our everyday life, whether it's what we do professionally or what we do personally? How do, how do you, because I, I know, so I want to dive so much more into other things other than just chat GTP, but because a lot of people, and, and I'm still getting my head around this and I've gotten amazing things from it. But what I've understood now is your ability to really maximize AI comes down to your ability to ask it great questions, right? Like you just said about the prompts. So how can you, like, I guess, because for me anyway, like it's so, I only know what I know when I'm used to having Google and I'm like, what is this? And you ask it just simple questions when, when AI is so infinite of what we can sort of use it for and, and get from it, how do you discover and how do you come up with powerful prompts to sort of really maximize? Like, can you give like that example just now? I'm like, I would never would have thought of that to re-ask it to be like go back and criticize this or so have you got a way have you got a formula or anything or have you got some like great prompts that you can sort of dive in to really get more from it yeah of course and and this is the this is the best part about it is the more we use it the more we find opportunities for how to use it and what i'm what i'm realizing is that we have trained ourselves in brevity and conciseness because a Google search thrives off of conciseness, getting to the keyword phrase that you want right away so it can figure it out and give you their results. If you kind of think about it now, the fact that we only have to give Google a few keywords and they give us results and it's up to us to choose, they've actually put the burden back on us. They're like, here's our best, pick one. Mm, <laughs> you know, I've, yeah. I've been an SEO for almost 15 years and I never thought about it like that until I realized, well, now we have a different way of doing it. Right. So like, think about that for just a minute. Google puts that burden back on us. They give us what we need, but they're like, here's our menu. You still have to pick what you want. Like, that, that's, that's, that's interesting really to think about. So now ChatGPT, AI, it actually thrives on more 
Now there there's a diminishing return. If you put in 12, 13 paragraphs worth of prompt stuff, it's going to be like, okay, like this is a lot, <laughs> mm. but more is more. So rather than just saying, write me a blog post about podcasting, like you can put that in there and it'll give you a draft and it's probably going to be horrible. It's not going to be what you want. It's not going to be in the right tone. It's not going to sound like you because why would it, right? There's no reason that it should. First of all, you can't ask Google to write you a blog post. You, you just you just can't. It's going to come back yeah. and be like, here's ways that you can write a blog post. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Again, you yeah. have to pick one. Now, ChatGPT will, but there's a big difference between the prompt that says, write a blog post about podcasting and act as an expert marketer who writes blog posts professionally for a living. Research the topic of podcasting, outline everything about it and what you need to know as an early stage podcaster and express the importance of why you need to take action on marketing yourself on this channel. Be verbose, cite your sources, correlate your answers with analogies, throw in a dad joke, be informative, be supportive, go wild, right? And I guarantee you, even though it still may not be exactly what you're looking for, it's going to be closer because your tone of voice is different than my tone of voice. You might want it in first person singular versus third person plural. Like I'm just I'm making stuff up yeah. here. But no matter what it is, the more instruction you give it, the better it's going to get. And it gets even more powerful when you start now coaching it back. So I've, I've got a couple tips. Like that's the first one is, yeah. is have it act like the actor that you want it to play. Right. If you are a casting director getting somebody for your movie and you don't tell them how you want them to act, how do you think they're going to do? They're going to fail horribly. But until you identify you need that actor, you don't have anybody to play the role. Let's be honest. So in this case, have it act as the person, the, the, the expert, the whatever it is. The, the, if, if you want to learn about nutrition, have it be a nutritionist. If, if you want it to be, give, I'm not saying take med medical advice, but if you want it to give you information in a medical form, have it act like it has an awareness of the medical field and you're going to get an answer that is fundamentally different than if you are a teacher for fourth graders. You can ask it the same question for both of those and you're going to laugh at the differences that it gives you because it's doing what you're asking it to do. Yeah. So that's number one is have it be the actor in which you want it to respond. Then give it a really clear topic and directions of what you want from there. Another pro tip that I have for prompt engineering is audit it and coach it and give it the information you need along the way. So for example, let's say, let's flip over to, to business. Let's say you wanted to build a new course, pick a topic, podcasting, great, whatever it is. You can have it say, I want you to act like an expert podcaster who is speaking to entrepreneurs in order to fill in the blank for whatever the topic is. The purpose of this is we're going to we're going to build this course together and this course is going to cover all of the most important things that you need to know as somebody who wants to get into podcasting. It's going to be an eight week course. Go. And it'll start to build and that's going to be fun. It'll say week one, do this week two, week do this week three, do this. Wow. You may actually hate half of those answers. Mm. So this is the next step is you go back and you say, combine week three and seven, remove 
week four and give me three new ideas each for week nine and 10. Or I think I just messed up my own math, but you know where I'm going yeah, with this. Yeah. And it'll say, great, done. So it'll come back and it'll refresh all of that. And it's got its new outline for you. You can't do this with Google. <laughs> yeah. So what you're doing is you're giving it that feedback along the way. And you can say, I want week nine to actually be about, and you give it your own topic. And it'll say, got it. You can train it along the way with your own data. And now you can take it further. So now that, now that you've coached it, that's the second tip. The third tip is use established frameworks to help it give you the information the way that you want it. Like you've probably heard of uh, NLP. Um, oh, I forget. Yeah, New Linguistic Program. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a trainer of NLP, actually. Oh, okay. You know everything about this. Yeah. So give me one or two NLP frameworks, uh, just top of mind, something that, how is one different than the other, for example? Like a, like a training piece of content? Yeah, just like- A um, topic or something? Isn't one uh like isn't like one called vector something an NLP um isn't isn't there like an NLP thing called like ve vector representation or like there's one way of doing it in NLP that draws parallels to other information there's different ways of using NLP that has different frameworks so mm, I don't know that you, one but oh, okay yeah maybe somebody, could, somebody taught me about that one once yeah maybe like you know one one of one of the things people learn in uh in in NLP would be meta model. Perfect. Communication so, frameworks. Metamodel is about communication. And yep. then maybe there's another one that has to do with uh, delivery or something else, right? Whatever it is, both have different outputs. You can give it similar inputs, but they're going to give you different outputs. So if you say, now using the meta model framework based off of NLP technology, or uh, however you want to say it, Teaching, uh, based learning, off of NLP, yeah. create a framework give me an outline for this course, give me a short attention grabbing title for that section. And the output's going to be different because it's going to follow that model, but it understands that model. Therefore it can act on those directions. See where we're going with it. So you have this ability to truly coach it, to give you that information back the way mm. you want it. And then you just keep taking it further. You can expand on it and say, okay, what are some key talking points? Um, what's the mindset everybody should have when they're going through this course? Give me an idea of what some good starting tasks look like when we get into it. Then go further. Say, highlight the outline and, and give it to me in this format. I want it to say title, section, talking points, so on and so forth. And it's going to keep going. So you've, you've got this incredible ability to work with outside perspective and data, the better that you get at actually coaching it through. But you know, in, in, in zero cases do I condone copying and pasting and just, you know, publishing AI work because that's, that is plagiarism. That's no different than going to an art gallery, taking a photo of a photo, yeah. of a photo, photo of a painting, and then posting it and saying, Hey, I painted this. In this case, this just gets you there further. And that's the, that's just the wildest thing about this is we have this tool. Most people don't even know how to use it yet, mm. or let alone have heard of it. But those that are, those that are actually taking action and being willing to learn a little bit more and to really push that boundary, it's wildly productive. And it's incredible just to see people kind of no longer getting stuck like painting from a blank canvas. You have this yeah. ability to actually start with something and possibly even be 80, 90, 95% of the way there. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like I, the other day, like, cause I'm always thinking of new content we can put out on the podcast and my Instagram and all these sorts of things and YouTube videos and 
the other day I, I put into ChatGTP, I was like, this is our ideal listener. These are the people who come to our show. Da, 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 da. Give me 100 YouTube videos that this person would love to watch. And boom, all these titles came out. Now I'm sure I could probably even take it one step further and be like, okay, let's take this video. Give me a 10 minute script on how I'd actually present this video. And I'm sure it'd probably even present more things out to me. Like it's, and, and I, I looked through that and maybe like 60% of it was, was good, but what it was for me was like, give me ideas. I was like, oh yes. And I saw things come out. I was like, boom, boom. And it just really like, I, I can't measure how much time it's already saved me in terms of just my own brain power. And as like a CEO, like not having to make those decisions, it's really helped me just like get information that I can sift and sort through it. It's been freaking amazing. So what what are some other platforms out there that we can use in business to really help grow and scale our business? Man, this is where this is where it gets fun because Chat GPT is one software application that uses AI in one way. It just so happens to be the most popular, the most widely adopted, but it's also a very refined piece of software. They also open up their API for for anybody who understands what an API is, you know what that means for those that don't. It's the ability to interface with somebody else's piece of software. It's the way that as a developer or using a tool, you can connect with another piece of software. So a lot of a lot of other tools are now using that GPT model. Chat GPT is the software that lets you work with GPT. So in this case, more and more one-off little microservice utilities are coming out all the time. Like you mentioned on, on social media, every single day I'm posting uh, a carousel right now of mm. the top five awesome new AI sites that I find. And it's so much fun. I love seeing one person's just like, oh, I've been looking for something just like this. I'm like, oh, there we go. Got five more coming tomorrow. But I'm now reviewing them and I'm I'm seeing not it's not even that there's any trends yet it's just that this is such a new gold rush in the sense that everybody's running to the hills to just try to get users <laughs> like mm. we're we're all everybody who's developing a service around ai is trying to do one thing really really well so if you've got one thing that you're stuck on my challenge for you would be right now just go to google and type you know podcast show notes by AI, um, video editing by AI, right? Because again, Google's still great at it. It knows all these sites. It knows how to prioritize it and give it to you. But now the question is, what are you going to do with it? So I could talk for hours about all the cool AI sites, but I'll, I'll save that monologue. Um, I don't want to put your listeners to that. <laughs> but there are so many new cool microservices that are coming out that do one thing really well. That's a lot of fun. So I'll name a few. So for example... Um, most people in the world now use Zoom or Google Meet, and we do this video conferencing in a post-pandemic world, right? I don't know about you, but one of my least favorite things to do from Zoom over all these years is to recap a Zoom meeting. Mm. I don't want to sit there and rewatch what I spoke and what somebody else said when I just had to sit through it because I was focused and I wasn't taking notes. Even on 2X, it's just not fun. Well, there are... AI note takers that you can now work with that will join your Zoom meeting with you and they transcribe everything and they know who's speaking and when and what they talked about 
and it listens for sentiment evaluation and it understands all of these different ways that you fundamentally can take that information and make more with it. I think I've so, seen this one. What, what's this one called? So my favorite one is called Fathom. It's fathom.video. Yes. And there's yeah. uh, one called Flyerflies. There's one called um, actually Otter AI just recently released uh, a new one of these as well. And there's all these abilities where now these note takers can do all that work for you. And at the end of the meeting, it's like, here's your notes. It's wildly beneficial, right? So it's not transcribing of, it. It's like taking notes as an assistant. Is that right? Not just transcribing it, but it's actually being there to make sense of it. So it'll summarize all the key points and it puts all that together for you. Wow. So that's one way that you don't have to have a business to find value in that if you're still joining a Zoom meeting for your for your kid's school, for uh, checking in with family who happen to be overseas or something like that. There's there's all of these really great ways that you can use this. Mm. Now, let's say you do have a podcast. So for example, for you, you know, in, in this case, Morgan, do you, do you have a team that helps to put all this stuff together? I think you were telling me that you do. Yeah. Well, in no way am I, am I saying we should let go of our team members so we can do everything on AI. I actually see this as, yes, AI will replace a lot of jobs, but it's going to create more. And those that are willing to use AI, we're going to find ways that we can give even more value to our team members, which we love. I love mm. my team members, but I also don't want them bogged down by doing the same repetitive mundane things. So there's AI tools that'll take a YouTube link or a video or an audio file and it scans everything. Again, it transcribes it, puts it into its own LLM and it comes up with title suggestions and show notes and key points in the video and writes a tweet thread for you and writes what it would be like if you wanted to create a reel from it, pulls out quotes. There's all kinds of great opportunities to be able to use AI that doesn't have to mean that you have to chat with it. What's up, Dream Nation? Have you ever wondered how far ahead your life would have already been if you had got access to this type of content at a younger age? Look, this is why I need your help. I'm trying to build the number one personal development platform out there to teach you guys the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live your dream life and to bring the type of education that we all wish we had in school. This show only grows by word of mouth and new subscribers, so it would mean the world to me if you could smash that subscribe button right now, leave us a five-star written review or drop a comment below and share this episode with a friend, I would be forever grateful. All right, now let's get back into this episode. Which is some, uh, what, what are some AI out there that will do things like that? Like if you could, because I think that would be so valuable, right? Like if you take a YouTube video, like we take this podcast episode, right. is there something out there where we can take this episode, drop it into something and say, give me, five quotes that came from this episode and a title for it on YouTube. Is there something like that? Yeah. Well, the the one that I'm thinking about right now, um, I just found it the other week and I, I haven't even reviewed it yet, but I tried it. It's called Cast Magic, C-A-S-T-M-A-G-I-C. And there's a lot of these that are coming out. And with this one in particular, you can do exactly what I mentioned. That was the one in my mind I was explaining is wow. you throw your episode in there and it processes everything and it makes sense of it and it gives you all of these suggestions. Now, again, if your team is the one doing this, they're probably listening to this as I'm recording it and they're probably getting mad at me, so I'm sorry, team. <laughs> but what you're going to realize is that even if that was there to empower your team, to, to give them more suggestions, it's mm. using AI to help come up with better ideas. 
the same way you had the example of go to ChatGPT and ask for YouTube titles of videos. Well, it's not just saying record a video about a red trolley going down the street. Like it's it's actually saying, well, if people are searching for red trolleys, then you should record a video about it, right? It's using it with that context and that information. So that's where I see that value is it's taking the information at large and it's helping us put it together. So there, there's so many of these different ways that we can take one task that we've been stuck in the status quo world of this is what we do, this is the SOP, this is how it works. Mm. And now we can rethink it. Same way as like building the course, the idea that we threw out there before. Anybody can create a course now with the help of ChatGPT going back into what I said and then put in your own expertise to it and you're going to have a great course outline. You have no reason not to share your knowledge with the world anymore if you feel like it's too much work because you finally have this, this AI coach, somebody who, some, something <laughs> that can help you get a little bit further, a little bit mm. faster. So, okay, so, so if we think of a problem or a mundane task that we're doing a lot of and we're like, I'd love to get AI to do this, we pop into Google, um, I don't know, blog writing, or even though we just chat GPT, let's say blog writing AI, right? And we find something. Is is there heaps out there? I imagine right now it's like the wild, wild west. Is there? A, is it a matter of trying to find like what's really good? Is there a lot of shit ones? Is there only a few good ones? Or are they all pretty good? Yeah. Or what are all like your top <laughs> bit of both? Above. You know, and, and this has been the biggest request that I've been getting. So I'm not sure when this episode will drop, um, but on my own personal website, I'm launching a directory of all the sites because I'm reviewing them all. And Amazing. I actually rebooted my own YouTube channel and I'm recording five to eight minute clips of you know reviewing all of these different sites because I need to actually test them before I know how to promote them and to recommend them myself. So I don't know is really the answer today. Yeah. And I haven't found one authoritative source, so I'm stepping up. And that's I'm amazing. My best to organize them, do a really good search. You know, is it about podcast or channel marketing? Is it about personal life? You know, what are these key things? And once I know what they are, I can put my stamp of approval on it too, and then I can recommend it with with a lot of integrity. Cool. Because right so now, the best ways that I'm finding them are going to sites like ProductHunt.com, um, checking other Instagram accounts. Um, I'm on a bunch of AI newsletters. I have my own as well, where I bubble up the best and it is all over the place. You know, we're mm. all just trying to make sense of what these are. So I'm excited to see where the industry keeps going with the ones that really do great. And then the cream will rise to the top. Yeah. So what, what have been your top five, right? So someone getting off this right now and they're early stage entrepreneur, early stage in business. And they're like, what are five AI platforms that I must have right now? and get familiar with to have a successful business in 2023, 2024. Ooh, that's a good one. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's see if I can hit five. Well, first of all, ChatGPT is sort of your new, it, it's your new uh, multi-tool, you know, yeah. in, in your tool belt, right? It's, it's there to take almost any input and make sense of everything and just help you thrive. So you have to just try ChatGPT totally free give it a shot. So I, I just, I just got to start with the Titan in the ring. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, um, thinking about images and mixed media. So there's, there's other AI tools out there that will let you generate mixed media imagery. And my favorite right now is called mid journey. 
And MidJourney is actually implemented by way of a Discord community. So for anybody who's ever been on Discord, they've jumped in on one of those. Um, you, you can actually access the MidJourney service by joining the community. And then you just start typing in keywords and it'll come up with an incredible photo. Wow. And it's wildly cool. It's amazing. In fact, I'm using it now in my marketing to help get creative and putting things together. And are these and free platforms like ChatGTP or do you pay for these? Or Midjourney is evolving. Um, the last I checked, they I think they give you 15 or 20 images for free. And wow. then if you want to keep going, you can pay for it. But I, I mean, US, I think it's like five bucks, five, five US a month, oh 10 a month, something like that. Again, what you, what you actually just said, I completely agree is, I can't even begin to think of the amount of hours and revenue and all that savings that I've been able to come up with because I'm using these tools. Mm. So I'll pay $20 US all day a month for ChatGPT Plus. I'll pay 5 or $10 for you know this next service, for example. And I would say if you want to experiment, even if, even if you don't care about creating images, to have the controls to realize that you can take Whatever's on your mind, turn it into an image. It's worth trying just to As open wild. you up to what's possible. And it's, 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 the images are beautiful. They're stunning. And they're only getting better <laughs> by the day. So that would be number two, mid-journey. Uh, number three, I would say if you have a podcast or if you have any longer form content in video or audio form that, that has audio component, uh, try that Cast Magic uh, service. And in fact, again, depending on when this comes out, um, AppSumo, for anybody who's ever bought any software on AppSumo, they have a deal running right now where it's insanely cheap. That's actually where I found it. So Cast Magic is another one for podcast um, content enrichment, coming up with titles and getting the transcriptions and all that. Um, that's the best one that I've found for having all that extra data in order to help you just get your content out there. And then let's see, what am I on? Number four? You gave me a hard number that I have to fit in. Okay, so number four, if you're looking to actually do more with your video. So let's say, you know, we're recording this on video right now. Let's say that you wanted to take key moments of this video, chop it up and, and use it for social. There's a service called video.ai, which is spelled V-I-D-Y-O dot A-I. And... Again, there's a bunch of these, but this is the best one that I've seen where you just throw up a video and it uses AI to find those key moments, those those pull quotes, those takeaways. And, you know, let's just say that you and I are be re being recorded on Zoom side by side. Well, that format doesn't really work for Instagram, right? Instagram, mm -hmm. we're talking portrait, we're talking tall. Yeah. So it will actually chop the video and it'll put you on top, me on bottom, and then it'll put the captions in between for you. And then you can add progress bars and you can add overlays and watermarks and all that and save a theme. And then you can watch, rinse, repeat and run through them all. Damn. Are they all perfect? Absolutely not. But when it took you zero effort yeah. to just get something, because right now social media, let's be honest, it's a, it's, a, it's a volume game. Like the louder and the more frequent you are, the more it works. You, you still want to put out good quality content, but it's just getting more content out there to get more eyeballs. This service is the best tool I've found for that, especially to be a compliment. And uh, that, that's one of my favorites for actually video.
is is there something is there something for websites i swear i've either seen it or i've heard it or someone said there's like is there is this is there an ai that will build a website there are and they're rudimentary i haven't found one that's you know (laughs) i haven't found one that's just like create me a blue website with you know yellow fonts and it creates a wordpress site for you like i i haven't just seen that but we're not far from it let's be honest yeah. because there there's actually let's let's put it this way for for my number 5 I'll actually throw out a little bit more of an experiment but it'll be for the developers listening for the for the engineers there's there's a new way of working with the gpt api and it's called agent gpt or it's also known as auto gpt and if if you just search for one of those two terms if you haven't heard about this yet it's basically ai that takes goals and directives and it figures out how to solve that goal and directive by using itself so you can go in and say i want to i want to make a hundred thousand dollars doing content marketing is my goal and then it'll say or that's that's your objective and it'll say what are your goals to say build a business um focus on content marketing make a lot of money i'm just making this up and it will spawn its own AI agent that figures out all of the things that has to do in order to get to that point. And if it needs to, it will then spawn additional AIs that will work in parallel with it and critique the other. So it's not good enough that it's doing the work. That's It's actually doing better because it's challenging it by the other. <laughs> right now, it's a little bit more proof of concept. It's not really a utility people are using, but man... I, as a as a retired developer, <laughs> watching this thing work and just seeing how pragmatic and the, it, it's beautiful, like watching this because it's almost like really intelligent people in their own space having a conversation at dinner. Like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you want to do this? Well, this is what you should probably do next. And then the next one comes in and says, yeah, but have you considered this? And they say, oh, that's a really good point. I should consider that. And in that case, I'm going to do this. It's It's crazy. And it'll start to actually generate this output and it can run for hours and hours and hours because their AI is building. So it's emblematic of where it's going. I I think Mm. is really the answer there is before long, we are going to be able to just fire off a concept and let AI go with it. It's already there for text. That's wild. It's already there for images. That's also wild. So now we're trying to figure out ways to pull it all together. And the developer community is just eating this up. There's so many ways as a developer, like if you are a developer right now and you've got fire in your belly to, to do something big, you have to pay attention to AI. And the simplest way to do it is just to experiment, to jump in and to poke into one of these open source communities and start contributing because this, this is, is the way that the world is moving. Yeah. It sounds like like things have, and I know you said, uh, like I've, I've got a, friend who's been investing in AI for years and, and whenever she's mentioned, I've kind of been like, that's cool. Like what, what are you even talking about? And then all of a sudden it feels like one, two, three, like this year has just been crazy. And it's like, feels like there's where like one day away from having robots walk down the street and all these sorts of things. And Elon Musk, he even says like that, that he thinks AI should be stopped because of what it could turn into. What do you think about this? Like, should we be worried about this? You know, it's it. I I am not the most knowledgeable 
in the space in terms of the like the the reasoning that like that conversation came up. I, I'll be just completely honest, right? Anybody who just says they're an expert in AI right now, I would be wary of because it's such an evolving community. Like people reference me as an AI expert, and I'm like, thank you, but I, I I'm passionate about it and I do specialize in it, but it's almost impossible to be an expert in a field that doesn't have expertise and it evolves as we learn about it. It's 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 really a meta concept to think about. So what I do appreciate is that Elon is using his platform to raise awareness. I think that's the most important talking point. But recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, the the lead architect and kind of mastermind behind AI that was working with Google for years quit. They quit, and, yeah. And he, he publicly stated, he's just like, at this rate, we don't know where it's going to go and there may not be a way to stop it. And that's coming from the man himself who pioneered mm. a lot of these concepts. So I'm just going to be very humble for a hot second. Who am I to, to, to challenge, you know, what he has to say? So I just, I have to say that as my own personal disclaimer, because I respect the industry and I respect the expertise that came over the years. What I don't think is going to happen is we're not going to wake up tomorrow and be overrun by robots. Like we're going to be okay. The sun will rise. The internet still will be around. I don't think countries are going to start dropping nukes on each other yet. But what I do know is that if we don't take a responsible approach to it, it will get risky and it will get dangerous. And like most things with technology, it gets worse before it gets better. Mm. So there's been reports coming out. Um, you, you, anybody who's, if, if you're on TikTok, you might've seen these cause he's got really viral on TikTok. His people are talking about how they're, they're getting scammed by AI. And one, one example is in a matter of not even minutes anymore, in a matter of seconds, you can completely clone your own voice with AI. That's, that's another, another way of thinking about how we can use AI. Let's say you wanted to record a solo episode, but you're going to be on a plane. Well, you can type out your entire podcast, hit generate, cut the video, or cut not even video, cut the audio, hit upload, and it'll sound really close. Most people probably won't even be able to tell the difference. That's how great the technology has evolved. So people are using that for really bad reasons. Mm. You know, um, I saw this use case where I think it was like a scammer modeled a parent's child's voice and then they called the parent and was like i'm in trouble i need you to send me money and of course the parent sent money and it like so we're going to see those unfortunate use cases of people yeah. abusing the technology and it will get worse before it gets better but where we put in responsible policies to observe these things not to you know regulation is a hard word but where we have a consortium and where we have a, um, a a knowledge base of understanding, I think that as a as a community and as consumers, we'll look for those key signals that help us realize that we're using it for the right reasons. And it's evolving so fast that it could be completely different tomorrow. But I I still think the sun's going to rise. I still think the internet's going to work. <laughs> yeah. And Instagram will load tomorrow, and we're not going to be like you know all in survivalist mode. Um, yeah. But let, let's just hope <laughs> that as a as a humanity we take this massive new technology and we realize that with it, we have responsibility. So wild. It's wild. And and like, I've even seen 
like I've been thinking, I'm like, well, what jobs will be replaced by this? Well, actually, I'd love to hear your opinion on this because you said before, like jobs will be replaced, but a lot will be created. So what sort of jobs or careers do you think out there that may be at risk or are they even at risk or will, will AI sort of help them? So what do you think is at risk and how do you think it could create more jobs and opportunity? Yeah, the biggest the biggest jobs that I believe are at risk are a lot of white collar behind the office or behind the desk kind of maybe even management type things where you have a little bit of expertise but you're not actually the one swinging the hammer and there's there's room for there there there's room for others or other things to be able to replace a lot of that you know the same way that we had that we talked about the AI note taker if you had a human, if you had an assistant that was with you on Zoom taking notes, well, you don't need that anymore, mm. right? So that 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 idea of if there's a mundane, repeatable task, let AI handle that and and re-resource that person to something of more high value. You know that that's one. I see I see a lot of creatives that don't want to pay attention to this losing a lot of jobs. Um, I'll, I'll give a very personal example. I've been in SEO and content writing for years. Uh, my my company had produced, I, I think our latest count is we've written over 3 million words for our clients in the last uh, three or four years with all the articles and everything we put together. At one point, I had 12 copywriters on my staff. Well, I recently downsized, and it wasn't necessarily just because of AI, but I saw where AI was going, and we were able to simplify down our writing process to the point where we have this hybrid AI approach where it still absolutely passes by individuals that are wonderful writers. But that writer who maybe is, let's say, 25, 30 US an hour, well, I don't need that person doing all that research when ChatGPT can give it to me for mm. 20 bucks a month with no matter how many queries I ask, and it'll give it to me like that. And they were aware of that. So I, I brought this to everybody's attention and I said, now we actually can go faster for cheaper, which means, and the result of that, just by adopting an AI hybrid writing process to my existing team, I was able to promote copywriters to editors. I was able to let go of the ones that weren't performing and I was able to cut our costs in half. I was able to, I'm sorry, I was able to reduce overhead by 70%. I was able to cut our cost for our clients in half and I was able to double the output and still have more profit margin. Damn. That is a real, very personal use case. And since then, I've, I've actually just changed the business model, but the way that we're looking at it now, I actually believe that we can do it even more. We can take it further because of the way that you can do this prompt engineering and you can keep moving with it. So this is how fast it's evolving is we have to be aware of what are the things that we have expertise in that we fear or feel that if we don't find ways to diversify, we're at risk. And we just have to ask ourselves that internal question. Mm. I truly believe in that that mantra that most people in kind of the content and getting your, your word out there space believe in, which is you give away your best for free. So why not use AI to help you do that faster so you can cut through the noise is my challenge to everybody listening. Because then, just like now, but now even more, 
somebody's going to want to work with you when they realize that you can help them get to where they want to go that much quicker. And that's what I love doing with people is taking all these big concepts and going tactical and just getting right into it yeah. and saying, you have this one thing, let's use AI, let's, let's put you on a rocket ship. And if there's no way to do it, that's an opportunity. That's where we go back in the lab and we say, maybe that's actually a business idea. It hasn't been done yet. That's how fast the industry is evolving. I feel like there's a new opportunity for a new service for just about everything. Wow. It's crazy. And uh, well, Jim, this has been amazing. Uh, I know one of the things you do do, so you actually help businesses like speed up their business and grow using AI. So where can everybody find you on social media? Check out all the new stuff you put out every single day and get in contact with you if they want to work with you. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yeah. So like you mentioned, first of all, on social, everything I know, I put out there for free. Um, it, it's my favorite talking about this and just opening people up, just big thinking. So I, my username on all the socials is at cause hacker. So if you ever heard that term growth hacker, I one day I just... I started doing it for more philanthropic reasons and I'm now forever known as cause hacker. It's uh, it's my way of being a growth it. hacker, but actually giving a damn. So uh, you can follow Instagram is the preferred network of choice. Uh, recently rebooted my YouTube channel where I'm reviewing all of these YouTube sites. So you can find me there as well. And I'm reviewing a lot of YouTube sites there or a lot of AI sites there also. And uh, it, all I ask is like right now, my actually give when I, when I do these chats is I love having one-on-one -on -one conversations with business owners about what is their one thing that they actually think AI could fix, or they just, they know there's opportunity, but they don't know the right questions to ask. So when I, when I get to come on here and, you know, share, I just, I offer up a free call um, for 20 minutes to hop on with me and we just jam out on it and we just see if there's an opportunity there. And if that's something that would be interesting to anybody listening, jimcarter.me forward slash call, just hop over to my site, book a quick call with me. Um, has a couple questions just to get creative juices thinking. And uh, from there, we just, we jam out. We find if there's a way where we can really make a difference with AI. And spoiler alert, every single person who's booked a call with me, we've found a really awesome use case. And that's, it's, uh, it's my favorite conversation right now because I just truly believe that if you're not adopting AI into your business, you will fall behind because your competition and your worthy opponents out there, they're going to outpace you. Mm -hmm. And it's not a fear monger thing. It's just real. You know, we, we talked about a couple sites on here that can immediately get rid of all that workflow for you. Like imagine what else is possible. And I love now every day is exciting because I see what new sites come out and I realize that's something that I didn't know I could do last week. So to be able to share that with people is my favorite right now. So yeah, post on social, check it out. Um, and if, if it'd be helpful, I'd love to jump on a quick call with you and just learn a bunch of business. Love it, man. This is awesome. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for coming on. And to wrap this up, I got one final question for you. Ready? Hit me. If you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? If I went back to my 18 year old self and gave him 30 seconds of advice, was that the question? 30 seconds. Yep. All right. 18-year-old self, I would say appreciate the fact that you still have hair because by the time you turn 23, all of it's going to be gone. <laughs> that would be the first one. <laughs> so live it up while you got it, dude. Uh, but for real. 
thank you so much for listening. And if you got value from this episode, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 20 seconds of your time, leave me a five-star rating and written review, then screenshot this episode and share it to your story. And make sure you tag me for that shout out. And until next time, guys, go out there and dream out loud.